My name is Stephen Hoffman, and I am a proud Luritja and Wara man who was born and raised on Larrakia country. I have strong ties to the Larrakia land and the Larrakia people. On behalf of the Back Road podcast, I want to acknowledge the true custodians of the land in which this podcast has been recorded on both the Rawadiri country in Nam and the Larrakia country in Garamilla. And I would like to pay my respects to both elders past, present and emerging, for they hold the memories, knowledge and traditions of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Welcome to The Back Row, the podcast for Australia's youth. As always, you are joined by teachers and facilitators, Sky, that's me, and Amanda, that's you. That is me. And this week, we know there are a lot of young people across Australia who have school assessments due or exam blocks coming up. And so we thought it would be a great time to offer some practical advice for just those things. Absolutely. We're going to share everything that we wish we knew about exams. (laughs) So wherever you're listening, this is The Back Row. As always, Sky, let's kick it off this week with our sweet and sour from the week. So what has yours been? So my sweet is super, super sweet this week. As you know, we do have school holidays coming up pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And I have just booked a trip overseas with one of my best friends. And I'm so, so excited. Um, Obviously, the low light was like having to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) So expensive. So Amanda, what was yours? Well, my sweet has been that I've spent some time in Melbourne the last week. I've been down for some work and for some other commitments. So it has been so, so, so sweet seeing some friends and family. And my sour has been the cold. Oh my goodness. Shout out to everyone in Victoria right now. It is freezing. I feel like you always complain about the cold, but I but I love it. I'm here for it. I also find also, <laughs> the cold really challenging. And you live in Darwin like 90% of the and time. And to be fair, when you lived up north, you also found Melbourne really cold. This is true. Acclimatisation is a real thing. Okay, we're being old people now talking about the weather. So moving right along, (laughs) let's talk about all things study and exams. I know that you and I have both been there, Amanda, and we've even like kept studying out of high school Mm -hmm. into university and other courses. And we have felt all of the feelings that happen during those assessment times. So we get it. Oh my goodness. Just so many feels. And I guess, you know, just to kind of play a game with it for a second like if I say the word exams like how what comes up for you like what do you think what do you feel Sky? So I feel like instantly my brain goes to things like stress or anxiety or just like general internal screaming you know mm-hmm. like ah! on the inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness me I so feel that and I also feel like for me it, what comes up is this sense of I don't know enough. Yeah. I don't know enough. Totally. Am I enough? Will it be okay? Will I be mm, okay? This, mm. I guess it's self-doubt or something. That- I, and it's so normal, right? Mm. Like these these feelings are such normal things. But like we're, we're here, right? Mm. We made it. We survived those exams. Nothing burned down. <laughs> and you know what? Like when I think about that, like while those feelings are so normal, if I reflect back on my high school years and my assessments, I couldn't even tell you a single result that 
that I received for my high school exams. Me either. Which, like, considering how important they felt at the time, it seems like a little silly now, like knowing that in your future, while they're important right now, potentially they're not even going to be something that ever comes to mind later in life. Oh, my goodness. And so for me, like, almost like a little, I don't want to say, like, suffocating is a very big word, but, like, Mm. so overwhelming. And, I mean, ironically, for me personally, like, I was highly motivated, highly driven. I really wanted to do my family proud, do Mm, myself proud at that time as everyone does. And I thought I was working towards uni and ironically, I didn't wind up going to uni until I was 21. So my score actually didn't Didn't matter. Literally. Yeah. So funny. It's funny. And we do. And like you kind of just suggested there, I mean, I think the biggest pressure definitely comes from ourselves. Mm. Like we put that on ourselves. Like, yes, you had the family expectation and probably so many of our listeners also feel that, Mm. but honestly, we're always our own biggest critic and we we put the most amount of pressure on ourselves. Mm, That's so true. And look, it's not that, you know, exams and assessments are not important because we know how important they are. They are. We're here for them. Absolutely. We do value them. And as teachers we recognize you know the milestones they represent on our education journeys yeah. but it's also that they're not the only thing they're not yeah. the most important thing they're just one aspect of that school experience so important to keep that perspective right it's really hard I think like you said like not necessarily suffocating but maybe being like sucked into it mm-hmm. and you kind of come up with and someone around you stressed and you're like maybe I'm not stressed enough maybe I should be more stressed about exams mm-hmm. and it's kind of like this pattern that comes up with your peers and and with everything and we kind of feed off each other and then suddenly these exams and these assessments become this huge mountain that we have to climb instead of just this other little bump that we've got to get over within our schooling experience. Totally and so what we know is that there's a whole lot of tips and tricks and tools and strategies that we have learned across the years that boy, do we wish we knew them when we were in school, when we were attempting, approaching those exams, those assessments, when we were preparing ourselves. And so what we're here to do today is share a little bit more about those things. Everything we wish we knew, right? Yeah. Everything we wish we knew. And we have to accept that these are something that most people have to do. So how do we keep ourselves cool, calm, collected. That makes me think of that song that I'm cool, calm and collected. I'm collected, cool and calm. (laughs) Anyway, How do we keep ourselves cool, calm and collected and prepared to go into that exam room and just give it our best shot because that's all that we can do. We know that we can't avoid them, can't go over it, can't go under it, have to go through it. So how do we do that? Mm, Absolutely. And, you know, I think as well, we don't want to kick this off without acknowledging that for some people, they feel like they, I'm sure, leave into exams and assessments Mm. with more ease or clarity and for some people it is a lot more stressful yeah so just putting it out there that whichever camp you feel you're in today will be valuable you know because at some point we all whether it's you know whether it's a trade whether it is school whether it's university whether Mm. it's a sporting team at some point there are those assessments there are those I guess milestones and so all of these strategies are applicable to any of those circumstances and our intention is to help every one of you in all of those circumstances exactly right we're right there with you as a teacher I know the past few weeks my students have felt quite stressed (laughs) Um, quite stressed um 
might be a little bit of an understatement. Um, but we have been going over in school some of those best strategies and tips to kind of manage the whole process. So what we thought we'd do is that we'd go over a few different environments. So we thought we'd talk about our physical study space in our environment, our mental environment that we need, and also what it looks like to actually go into the exam room mm-hmm. or the assessment room and some strategies you can use that are really practical on the day. We love. We're here for it. It's everything we wish we knew. I'm here for it. I'm here for it as well. Great reminders for everyone. So we're going to start with by going through our physical study environment. So, but first, Amanda, if you will allow me, let me take you back to my high school bedroom. Oh, I'm nervous. So picture a wall of printed photos of my friends, like perfectly blue tacked. Like I've got like a border around my whole room, and then this whole photo wall. It's like a real feature. So proud of it. Like posters. I did have a couple of posters. Justin Bieber. Yeah, I did. Um, I used to work at this is this is like so old school, but I used to work at a video easy. Oh, um, like when job. like like blockbuster yes. and video easy and stuff were still around, and I used to get all like the free film like the posters that came for like promos for DVDs because you used to have to go and rent a DVD. Um, and so I used to have like all these film posters like stuck on my wall, like so like funny. the kinds of posters we would see at like the cinema today. Yeah, exactly right. But oh they would just be like on my bedroom walls, hilarious. Um, so I had like yeah these film posters, all these photos. I had you know my bed had this frangipani quilt cover. <laughs> I had a desk in the corner of my room that was more used as like a bit of a storage area a bit of a dumping ground than it was for study and I had a lava lamp on my on my bedside table it was my pride and joy um and I did have carpet there was some it was like it was like a multicolor one it was like orange and green like mixed you know together oh it was so bad bad. um and there was carpet somewhere in my room underneath all the clothes that had failed to make it to my cupboard or the laundry basket Mm -hmm. this is such a great picture we're all here we're all there in that room um and I have seen pictures of you from your teen years and let me just say that that imagery of your room as well as your year 11 formal dress that was lemon meringue yellow um it just sounds like the epitome of cool honestly like it's the floral duna cover that gives that away right like that's what it is <laughs> or the lava lamp or the, the multi lava lamp both green so cool. and orange so, so cool. oh my goodness okay so let's talk about it we're talking about our physical study space maybe you're thinking okay maybe you don't have a friend penny quilt cover but maybe some of our listeners are like oh i probably should use my desk more for study than a bit of a dumping mm. area um so let's talk about how this room should have been transformed to be the ultimate study space it's something i wish that i'd known in school that would have made such a big difference to my brain and how I was able to learn in that space. Right. And so what we know is all these tips and tricks we're about to run through about our physical study environment. If we only apply one or two or three Mm -hmm. of these things, we're going to experience increased cognitive ability, more focus, more clarity. So we're here for it. Exactly right. And it's exactly right. So take what you can from this list. Mm -hmm. You might may not be able to or be in a position to apply all of these things to your space, Mm -hmm. but the ones that you can have control over, we encourage you so much to just give it a crack and see how it helps you with your study. Mm -hmm. So the very first thing is light. Let's talk about the light. Um, So natural light is the the best. Yeah. So natural light is the best for learning. So or when we're studying at nighttime, which so many of us are when we get home from school and work, Mm. having a really well lit space is the best for our learning. Darkness is not productive for study because Mm. when we're in the dark, our brain associates that with sleep, with going to bed, with relaxing, which as you can imagine, if your brain's like, 
but it's sleep time, right? Everything's dark and you're trying to like battle through to get through those last maths questions. Mm. Um, it's going to be a real struggle. Mm. So having a well-lit space will just help your brain to know that it's learning time. The next one that's really supportive in the physical environment is actually plants. So it's so cute and so sweet. I know we both love to fill our space with plants. Um, Absolutely. Haven't always had plants in my space, but loving it these days. So it's really curious. They actually support oxygenation Mm -hmm. of the space and having natural things in our space boosts our brain's creativity and really helps with a sense of calm as well. There's actually some studies that have been done super recently one was done only last year and it found that having plants in our in our environment can actually increase our productivity by up to 47 percent and our memory by up to 20 percent it's unreal just like a cute little plant just like little, really there just being your just biggest hero in that space we're really just here to promote bunnings I yeah mean. we love it <laughs> go get your plants peeps we love it the next one is having a clean space now this sounds really obvious but having a clean room and a clean space and decluttering as much as you can can really help with your capacity to study and learn Mm. I know for me like I physically can't concentrate unless I've got a clean space Mm -hmm. I've tried to do it but then I'll like notice something that needs to be moved or whatever it is so decluttering can really help when we have a really cluttered and busy environment what it does is it makes our brain go into overdrive because we're so stimulated you know Mm. there's so much for us to look at and so our brain's like but what am I meant to concentrate because there's so much going on totally so having a really like kind of clean and clear space can help our brains to know where to focus it help us concentrate um, and to be able to process more information when also our space is like super cluttered you actually will find that you might get more frustrated than what you normally do like more easily you know which doesn't help much when you're trying to like remember like the periodic table or like English quotes or something and you're like ah so frustrated at yourself Mm. I know so having a clean space super super important just tidy up that desk Mm. and for me as someone who is is chronically terrible at actually putting away clothes, putting away laundry. Like I have, <laughs> you know, you know that my bedroom is constantly. No. Cl- yes, I know. <laughs> shock. So even if it is just that space where we're studying, if we do have totally. a desk space or a corner, just having that space where we're going into that zone, having mm. that clear and clean, mm. if mm. we can't manage to find the, you know, stamina to clean the whole space I understand (laughs) also too I think on that sometimes like the wall or whatever we might look at that's like above our desk Mm. I know I sometimes have a tendency to like stick stuff there so whether it's like Mm. my study planner or like my you know like a calendar or extra notes when you're actually in that mode of studying though particularly for for single exams you may have coming up removing that clutter from the thing you're directly looking at all the time and just having it as like a blank wall or your window or whatever Mm. it might be will actually really help too yeah because Every time we glance at things like that, our focus genuinely, like some of our focus energy is absorbed by exactly, that thing exactly. and it takes away from the present moment. Yeah, love. love it. What's our next one? The next one is mint. So oh. the, the aroma, the scent of mint. So it turns out that being minty fresh is not just good in toothpaste. <laughs> okay. And we have stepped into an advertisement for extra chewing gum. So <laughs> no, I was going for Colgate. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, toothpaste, toothpaste. <laughs> Research has shown that the scent 
scent of mint is incredibly helpful for focus, for mental clarity, and for cognitive performance. What we know is that mint stimulates the brain's arousal system, Mm. which is supportive of all things focus. Mm. Essentially, our arousal system supports our brain to be on and to be active and focused on what's in front of us. So this could look like a few different things. I know even for us, we were sitting down to this podcast and I had some peppermint oil here and we each just had a little smell of some peppermint (laughs) oil just to turn our brain on. So it might look like some peppermint oil in a diffuser, or it might just simply look like if we feel a bit of a lull in our energy or focus, just popping a mint in our mouth and just Mm. gently sucking on that. And it's going to have that, that impact. I know too, even sometimes just going and brushing your teeth can help because of that minty fresh flavor as anyone and I and I mean I know for me Amanda like have you ever been really sleepy like maybe you've been like watching mm-hmm. something on the couch and then you go and brush your teeth right before you go to bed and suddenly you're like wide awake mm-hmm, again mm-hmm. it's because of that mint flavor like that's yeah. in your mouth Bunnings and, that and Colgate that's what we're here for. <laughs> and Colgate you're welcome um the next thing is looking at the temperature of our space and having some ventilation so having some air fresh air coming through is really really helpful for our brains mm-hmm. so the ideal temperature for our study space is somewhere between 20 21 and kind of 24 degrees is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Anything that is like too warm is no good. It can make yeah. us sleepy, totally. lull us into there. And same thing, if we're too cold, our body's too cold, that's all we can think about and concentrate yes, on Melbourne is wanting friends. to be. <laughs> if we're too cold, it's really hot. <laughs> so I kind of feel like Goldilocks. You've got to like try all the different porridges to oh get the temperature God, just right. Um, but yeah, having that right temperature for your space is really important. I know mm. it's really easy too to sometimes layer up and get really snuggly when you want to study, mm-hmm. but just removing those few layers and keeping your body at a temperature where you're not too warm not too cold that's ideal Mm. our next one is actually the literal physicality of our body so it's about sitting up I'm not Mm. sure about any of us listening but for me I'm always acutely tempted to just like sit on bed with my laptop like rest down on my pillows if I'm getting a bit cold throw my doona over me and literally every part of that is sending a message to our body to our brain it is sleep 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 <laughs> and not, it's so funny because not only does it take away from the focus when we're studying, but mm. then when we, it also triggers this connection that when we get into bed at night, part of our brain is confused and it's like hang on are we here for are we focusing or are we sleeping because it associates that yeah. study with our bed and obviously sleep is a really important part of getting what we need during our study period Mm -hmm. so sending those confusing messages to our brain Mm -hmm. also not super helpful so just sitting in a chair and sitting up while we study that physicality is so supportive for focus yeah yeah Um, our next one's music i know that we love music i'm a big music um person but listening to like your favorite, you know, new tracks and lyrical music mm. doesn't do much to help our brains. Save that for like your break times and those mm-hmm. kind of things because our brains, again, it's more distractions. It's more stimulation. We're focusing on the lyrics or the beat or whatever it might be. So the ideal music to have playing in your space is actually something that is called Baroque music. Mm. So it's kind of like, sounds like a bit like classical music. It's mm-hmm. that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Baroque is a specific type of classical music because it generally travels levels 50 to 80 beats per minute and it actually can help stabilize our mental our physical and our emotional rhythms Mm. which is like pretty powerful for a bit of music to be able to do that and that obviously is going to create a pretty strong mental environment for studying and we'll link some in our show notes but these there's playlists on spotify and youtube that you can look up if you just type in baroque music Mm -hmm. um, that comes up and you can just have that playing at a really soft level in the background doesn't need to be super loud to help regulate 
about your space. Yeah. And so that the, you know, the beats per minute with the heart, what that actually does is we have different brain waves, mm, you know, and mm. there's different brain waves that create different states in our being, in our body, in our mind. And so that regulating our heartbeat to those beats per minute supports our brain yeah. to be an alpha state, which is our most focused state. Love it. So these are our tips for our physical study environment. As we said, you know, chances are we're not all going to be able to go out and do every single one of these. If we can, great. If we can literally apply one or two or three of these items, we will notice all of these things send messages to our brain, to yep. our body. It's time for focus. It's time for study. And it's it's really just like giving mm. ourselves on a, a pat on the back with study, yep. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's fly through the next ones because I know all of you want to um, obviously get through this podcast and get back to studying, right? Um, <laughs> but we, we want to talk about our mental study environments. This is literally just looking at our mental, like the space that we set up for ourselves in our heads. We've got mm. a few tips we'll run through, not as many as our physical environment, just some things that can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. So our first one is about overcoming the big feelings. We touched on at the start of the podcast, the kinds of feelings that we feel in approach to or response mm. to exams, assessments, studying, things like that. What we want to start off by saying is that these are okay. Like having these feelings is so normal, so common, so So normal, so okay. And so I guess the worst thing we can do is make ourselves wrong for those Mm. feelings and try to swallow and stuff them down and ignore them. The most supportive thing we can do in response to them is be like, do you know what? This is a stressful thing and this is totally okay. And take a moment to let yourself feel that feeling. Because what we know is that when we feel those feelings when we fully feel an emotion that can be a bit scary but it's only got a shelf life of like 60 to 120 seconds when we fully feel it and through that feeling process we are releasing it and then even though it does take a bit of energy it does take a bit of you know it can be a bit confronting then we can move forward and let it go yeah And that releasing might look like you might just be like, I just need to go for a run and get out of the house. Mm -hmm. Or it might be I need to scream into my pillow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or it might be, you know, um, I need to just like call a friend and vent for 10 Mm -hmm. minutes. Find what works for you Mm -hmm. to be able to release those feelings. Or it might be going to someone in your household and saying, I don't need advice right now. I just need to tell you how I feel and that needs to be okay. And you just literally share how you feel, let it out, and then you can go back fresh. Yeah. Yeah. The next one, which is something that I have a tendency to do, and it's a really great reminder to be talking about it, um, is just to think about things as one step at a time. Mm. All right. So sometimes we think about the the huge, big picture of everything we have to get done or our whole study or to-do list. It can become really overwhelming. When we just focus on, okay, so what's the next thing I need to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I've done that. So what's the next thing I need to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I've done that. And slowly you're actually moving through this without that incre- you know, that encroaching feeling of having overwhelm in your system. Right. Because the opposite of that is being like, oh my gosh. And so I've got this exam. And if this exam doesn't go right, that impacts the subjects for next year. And if the subjects for next year are impacted, that totally. impacts my capacity totally. for this university And degree. then suddenly we're in this And then what spiral, am I going to do? When right? I'm t- and it's all... You're spiraling, like, spiraling. And you just don't need that. that? <laughs> you no don't, one. You don't need that. And, and you have the power to change that and Mm -hmm. that's just resetting and focusing on one step at a time which is this moment and this next step we love it the last one in our mental study environment is 
all about our mental dialogue. Mm. So what we know is there's probably going to be some self-talk that comes up with our studies, with our exams. And so it's just about taking that pesky self-talk, that mental dialogue and literally flipping it. So for example, if we have a voice in our head that says, I can't do this, catch that and think to ourselves, hang on, I'm learning to do this. Yes. Or if we have something that's like, I'm not good at this, maybe we flip that and we say, I'm improving in this area. Nice. Or if it's like, I hate this subject, what's the point? I mean, it might feel like that and that's okay, but let's support ourselves through flipping it and being like, this might not be my favorite, but there's lots of things to learn here. Yeah. Remember that your classes that you do at school are not always about the content, but it's more about like the life lessons. So you might not be the biggest fan of maths, but you're not necessarily, if you think about it as I'm not learning maths, this was so me in school, by the way, (laughs) Um, I'm not learning maths right now, but what I am learning is how to critically think. What I am learning is how to problem solve. And mm-hmm. they're the skills we're focusing on building, not necessarily the maths itself. Mm-hmm. Love. And so there's one more part we want to touch on today, and that is in the exam room. Yes. <laughs> so we've got everything, you know, that will support us in the studying, the leading up to it. And then we get to the exam room and there's a few things we can do that will really support us in that space. Absolutely. And the thing is, is that sometimes we can feel like so prepared coming in and then just being in that exam environment can bring up totally. those big emotions and bring up that panic. And it's like, suddenly those 10 things that you'd memorize seem to just not be in your brain anymore. Mm. You know, that kind of stuff. So let's just take a moment when you first step into the exam room, when you take your seat to remain calm. And one of the best ways you can send that message to your brain is through breathing. Mm -hmm. So focusing on your breath, getting in touch with your body, oxygenating your blood, oxygenating your brain, that's going to set you up to be the most focused you can be. And even just taking like a minute and doing a bit of a breathing exercise. So breathing in through the nose for a count of four and then out through the mouth for a count of four. And just letting ourselves do that a few times is literally like taking that time and Investing that time in breathing will support the entire time and then resetting through that breath as well. The second thing we can use in the exam room is actually, this is a really funny one. So (laughs) with our eyes to support accessing our memory, what we can do. And our visual memory more specifically. Yes, absolutely. We can look up and to the left. So when we look up and to the left, we are accessing our visual cortex, which is where we store our visual memory. Mm -hmm. So if we've had cue cards, if we've maybe made a mind map, if we've been working on memorizing different things through looking up and to the left, that can support us to access our brain's visual cortex and our memory. Totally. Love that. Super easy, super quick thing to do. Next thing, similar to something that we do in our mental setup when you're in the exam as well it's just focusing on the next thing when you come in and say you open up your science paper and you're like oh my god it's 10 pages Mm. you know that can feel overwhelming and that's when those overwhelming feelings can start to kick in again instead you just focus you use your reading time you've got that 10 minutes read through it and then you just focus on one thing at a time what's the next thing okay I'm going to answer this question okay that's done what's the next thing Mm -hmm. I'm going to respond to this prompt okay great What's the next thing? Mm -hmm. And you'll just find that suddenly those 10 pages are like, oh my God, I just spent 90 minutes and it's done. Mm -hmm. Like just that doing the next thing, doing the next thing, and you will get through it and you will get to the end of it. And at the end of the day, we're all doing our best. Absolutely. Perfection is literally not a thing. So it's just (laughs) about having, you know, if you want to go in with a bit of a mantra that Mm. you can say to yourself in the exam, like I am doing my best. I am, you know, I'm doing what I can. If you have a mantra like that, then that just brings you back 
to. You're doing mm-hmm. what you can today. That's your best. And that's all anyone is asking for. That is all anyone's asking for. And mm-hmm. we are always, like we said before, we're always going to be our own worst critic. And what we need to focus on is just doing, just like you said, what we can do today. That's mm-hmm. our best. Whatever we turn up, whatever mental state, physical state, whatever, we turn up to that exam room in, just focus on what you can do right now in front of you because that's your best today. So happy studying friends, wherever you are, you've got this, just, just do your best for today. One thing at a time, get some mints, open the curtains (laughs) and do your best apply. Even if you apply one or two or three of these things from this episode, you know, it's really going to support your mind, your body and your study. Have a great week, everyone. Happy studying. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.